Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 28th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this presentation it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation and if you need to you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast head on over to our website and you can read the disclaimer there. Okay, well, a bit of a higgledy-piggledy night in the US last night, but results coming thick and fast. But again, we're seeing a little bit too much expectation baked into some of the numbers. But we did see a pretty good bounce last night from Chinese technology stocks, which had a big bounce off their lows. And it does appear that the authorities may have been a little bit hasty in the way they've been punishing those tech stocks and have been walking back a little bit of that rhetoric and urging some of the banks to get behind this Chinese stock market and push it up. As a result, one of the uh, ETFs that tracks the Chinese internet stocks in the US had its best day ever, up around 10.18%. So an impressive day, but it has come down an awful long way. So bear that in mind. It's only a minor blip up. As far as the US markets go, though, we saw the Dow Jones down 128 points, or 0.36%, 34,931. The Nasdaq, though, beat all that. We did see that bounce in Chinese tech stocks. We saw a bounce in US tech stocks as well, up 0.7%, 102 points, 14,763. So a good night for the Dow. And that S&P pretty much in the middle for Diddle as usual, down a mere one point. 4401 on the S&P 500. VIX index, though, uh, took the NASDAQ as a reason to sell off and fell 5.4% to 18.31. SPY futures. We had a bit of a nasty day yesterday, of course, after the Sydney lockdown was officially announced with that one-month lockdown. And then we had ScoMo uh, back on telly saying that we were doing a gold medal performance and it wasn't a race, but it was a race. And the SPY futures are up 19 points this morning, up 0.26%, 73.01 for SPY futures. <coughs> in terms of commodity prices, we had uh, a little bit of a rise in the oil price. We had Brent crude up 0.35%, 26 cents to 74.74, and the WTI price up 74 cents, or 1.03%, to 72.39. In other commodities last night, we saw copper down 0.22%, nickel up 1.3%, aluminium up 1.8%, zinc up 0.1%, lead up 0.7%, and tin up 0.8%. So doing pretty well there. Iron ore just keeping its head above water at $201.25, up 80 cents last night, so keeping its head above that $200 level, which I guess is psychologically significant. The Aussie dollar, pretty uh, stable around $73.75 at the moment. Here you can see the S&P 500. Of course, last night's um, little jaunt was uh, dominated by Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell and those Fed minutes. It looks like they're talking about tapering, but still too early to worry about tapering and still too early to decide on tapering but it does look as if the Jackson Hole conference in 
late August, 26th to the 28th of August, is going to be a focal point, and the FOMC meeting in September on the 21st to 23rd of September is going to be a major talking point and focal point for the markets. But at the moment, everything is rosy and no reason to change the settings. And although talking about tapering, no reason to be thinking about it too seriously as yet. Major stories last night. We had uh, a little bit of an agreement in the US on the infrastructure spending bill, but it does look as if it's complete. It's the incredible shrinking infrastructure spending bill. Uh, the report I saw on Bloomberg was it was now half a trillion dollars uh, to be spent on things like roads, bridges, internet, broadband, and uh, clean water. But uh, at least they're starting to agree on it. And that will be going in front of the houses in the near future with luck. The S&P has not seen a 5% pullback since October. Longest streak since 2018, which actually isn't that long ago, really, is it? It's only three years ago. Um, China sell-off slows, and the state media has been saying, get back in there and buy, Mortimer. Um, the IMF has upgraded its outlook for developed market economies, but it's left its global growth forecast unchanged, mainly as a result of some of those emerging markets not quite seeing the same growth as developed countries because of the lack of vaccine. More vaccine news today. AstraZeneca shot brings no increased blood clot risk after two doses. And Netflix to require shots for actors and Texas rates are surging. Interestingly though we have seen the UK case numbers drop dramatically uh, half they were about a week ago and certainly that is a good sign and there are some reports that they are reaching peak herd immunity which would be a good lesson I guess for all the major economies and countries around the world. RBA set to defer bond taper some of the economists say and Blinken sets a humble tone in Asia as US aims to boost ties. As far as our market goes today, we have second quarter trade prices. We've also got New Zealand ANZ July business confidence, which will be really uh, crucial today for the action on our market. Um, we've talked about the Fed delaying the tapering. Jackson Hole will be interesting. Over in uh, Europe last night, Barclays had a pretty good number, and there's some good results coming out of Europe as well. They jumped 2% as it announced resumption of shareholder payouts. Um, it bodes well for our banks. And Duolingo notched up a valuation of $6.5 billion. Its shares were up nearly 40% on debut, although Facebook, after hours, warned of a slowdown in sales, and PayPal fell on their results, as uh, the eBay platform that they are very embedded with is getting less and less so. As a result, we did see tech stocks in the US. Tesla up 0.3%. Remember, they fell after their results yesterday, after hours. Apple down 1.2%. They are talking about slowing sales and obviously supply issues. Facebook up 1.5% and Alphabet, which is Google, down 0.3%. Meanwhile, in our commodity stocks, we had BHP up 1.4% in US ADRs. And Rio smashing it out the park last night with their massive dividend and the huge cash that they are generating up 4.6% in the US last night. 10-year yields across the board, US 1.23 now, Australia 1.15 still languishing 
down there. And obviously, the COVID lockdown in Sydney for another month is going to have a bit of a detrimental effect on GDP. And as a result, we'll keep rates lower for longer. CBA yesterday pushed out their forecast rate rise to 2023. Germany still got negative interest rates of 0.45%. We did see that Rio dividend bonanza, and of course, that does lay down the gauntlet to some extent to BHP. So it is a bit of a contest between the two of them in terms of who can woo their shareholders and do the right thing. But certainly BHP, now it's in the ball is in your court. And EQT, uh, which is a private equity fund, talking to Iris still about a takeover. Board is not impressed. And this one could fire up Archer Materials a little bit today, but there is a startup based in Silicon Valley, which is run by an Australian. It has raised another $450 million uh, for its quantum computing. Uh, It's aiming to put a commercial quantum computer in pretty much in uh, circulation by the middle of the decade. It values the company now at $3.15 billion. So that just shows the potential there if one of these companies gets it right. The API is tipped to reject the West Farmers offer and Woodside is rumoured to be close to a deal to buy some of BHP or maybe all of their BHP's oil and gas assets. And finally metals distributor Vulcan, not to be confused with Vulcan Energy, is hoping to raise around $500 million for an IPO later this year. Question of the day today, uh, have we seen the bottom for Chinese tech stocks? We had a big rise in that ETF. KREB is the code there. It is traded in the US, not here. But it did have a 10.18% rise last night on the back of the authorities backing off from some of the rhetoric against some of these Chinese tech stocks and urging uh, investors to buy the dip. So have we seen the bottom for Chinese tech stocks? That clearly has implications for some of the ETFs that are listed in our market over here. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members, of course, is our motto there. It's a great group. Very well behaved and uh, love all your comments over there. So head on over there. Don't worry about Facebook. It's not all bad. Ask the Analyst Friday at 5 p.m. It looks like I could be disrupting some Olympic moments. So we'll see how we go with numbers. At the moment, we've got about 130. So uh, I'd like to get that up to around 200 by tomorrow. Make it worthwhile. And if you do have any questions, please send me some stocks that you'd like analysed in a little greater detail at the beginning of the show. And we'll tend to have a look at those. But thanks very much for listening and have a great day.